Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1825. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Ontario, California, with a very special guest by the name of Jillian Romero Chavez. Jillian, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? I'm ready, Mark. I'm excited. Always ready to go. Well, before I give you a proper introduction, what's one little thing that maybe most people don't know about you? Huh. I guess the one thing um, most people don't know about me is that I actually work on a walking treadmill in my office. I have a standing desk and was able to put in a walking treadmill here, and now I walk on my treadmill almost three miles a day when I'm in office. That is pretty (laughs) cool. I think that's a great thing. My my wife, Jill, has a, a pedaling device under her desk, and she'll pedal while she's online. It's real heavy. It fits under there. So it's like a a seated bicycle, if you will, to do that. And I did put a standing uh, device on my desk. So my rule is half the day I have to stand and not sit because we do get stuck behind these things. But a treadmill might be a little noisy for recording podcasts, but (laughs) that's pretty cool. So uh, I would assume it makes a big difference in how you feel and your energy and your health and everything. It does. You know what? It really helps me get um, through the longer meeting days, where especially during this last year, during the COVID and oh. the pandemic, and when we're having to be on Zoom all the time. I mean, in between having a quick half hour between meetings and start walking, you get a little bit rejuvenated. Energy level goes up. It's been great. I really wow. appreciate it. That is very cool. I like that. Very, very cool. <laughs> we do have a treadmill in the back of the house where I've got a workout room, but the way it's designed, I'd have to figure out how to make it work on my desk because it's got that, that monitor in the front, you know? So I don't know. Oh, uh, well, I have a good one on Amazon. I can send it to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> You'll have to send me a link. That is very cool. Very impressed. That's awesome. Well, let me give you a proper introduction. Jillian Romero Chavez is the president of Ontario Auto Center, where she touches just about every piece of business, including customer service, parts, sales, service techs, all while working with 19 globally recognized automotive brands and dealerships and thousands of new and pre-owned vehicles under 15 different rooftops. I would think just running around to all those rooftops, you get enough workout in versus having a treadmill under your desk. But I get it. Jillian is an active member of YPO, the premier leadership organization of chief executives in the world. She's on the Diversity Advisory Council and 5050 Women on Boards. She's a graduate of NADA, the National Automobile Dealers Association, and spearheads many community events for the Ontario Auto Centers. Jillian loves to give back to the community by serving as a trustee to the Greater Los Angeles Zoo and a member of its Mission and Vision Committee. You are one busy lady. We'll be back in just a minute to talk with Jillian Marba. First, a word from our sponsor, so give them a little love and a little listen, and we'll be right back. Are you ready to get out and hit the road? Boy, I sure am. This country has so much to offer, and what better way than to get out and drive? Covercraft protects the things that move you. From protective covers for the outside of your vehicles to the inside with dash covers, seat covers, 
and sunscreens, all creatively designed to keep your vehicle cool for those roadside stops for a meal or to take in the view. Covercraft custom tailors their designs for your special vehicles and manufacturers with the quality and attention to detail that's been their standard since 1965. Road trips can be hard on your vehicle surfaces, so protect them. And when you get home, cleanup is fast and easy. And you want to get a deal? Well, I've got one just for you. Use the code YA21 at Covercraft.com and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off compliments of cars, yeah. Simply use the code YEAH21, yeah, 21, at checkout. I've been protecting my vehicles with Covercraft covers since 1975. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. Go to Covercraft.com today. I was talking with a buddy of mine the other day and he asked me about American Collectors Insurance. He said, while I listen to you on Cars Yeah, you're always talking about agreed value collector car insurance. Well, I insure all my cars on my regular auto insurance policy, and I've done it for years. Why use a different company for my collector cars? I get a multi-car discount. Isn't that good enough? I suggested he call his carrier and ask how much he would get if his collector car was totaled or stolen. He called back and said, boy, that was a scary conversation. Their value of my car wasn't even close to what it's really worth. Thank you for the education, Mark. So don't just hope for a fair claim settlement. Be certain and know exactly what you receive with an agreed value policy. American Collectors Insurance has been protecting enthusiasts since 1976. Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866 866- 224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of Mark Green's at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors, automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. They're the ones that insure my car. That's American Collectors Insurance. All right, Jillian, we're back. So let's dive a little deeper into the corner. I'd like you to start by talking about this company that you're in charge of. Holy cow, it's huge. There's so many things to do. So tell the listeners first about Ontario Auto Center, all the different marks that you guys deal with and the kind of fun you have there every day, making sure people have great vehicles to drive. Yeah, no, I'd love to. The Ontario Auto Center was actually founded in 1988, um, and it was a couple of really smart, independent dealers, um, including my granddad, Richard Romero, who thought it would be a good opportunity to create something very special out here in Ontario. At the time, it wasn't anything special. It was a little bit of a dirt road. There was no really a community yet. It was still very, very early on. Um, the new thing called the 15th freeway was kind of new. All of that whole crossroads between the 10 and 15 was just a new thing. So when that started in 1988, they were independent, independent dealerships. So they actually are all independently owned by different owners. Um, I serve as the president of the Ontario Auto Center. I was actually elected as president and have been serving as the president of the Ontario Auto Center for the last couple of years. It's a position I really love and enjoy um, having. And I really feel honored that I've been able to, um, to serve as that. We have, as you mentioned, 19 award-winning dealerships here, and they are just awesome group of people run by some amazing operators, which is evident in all the awards that they've gotten. 
Jeep Chrysler Dodge of Ontario has won the WB Chrysler Award for customer service every year since it was uh, created. Wow. We have Crown Toyota. Yeah, Crown Toyota has been awarded the um, highly coveted President's Cabinet Award for the last four years. Empire Nissan has been awarded the Nissan Dealer of Distinction Award, which recognizes the top 50 Nissan dealerships worldwide for sales and excellent customer service. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, wow. so definitely a, um, a community of excellence is what we uh, we really strive for. And, and what that excellence means for us is it's around customer service. It really is about how we are with the community, how we serve the community, and um, really putting our money where our mouth is and saying that we want to deliver an experience you would not receive or, or get anywhere else in Southern California. And that's kind of what we try to deliver on. Well, kind of. You do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, for, for listeners around the world here, Ontario, uh, how would you describe, I would say Ontario is... East LA, heading out towards San Bernardino. Still, I'd call it Southern California, but it's on the south side of the of the mountains, the foothills. There is that. Is that the way you describe where Ontario is physically? Yeah, you know what I like to say is we're on the way to Coachella. <laughs> so I mean, everyone everyone knows Coachella. So we're on the way that way. I'm from this area. I'm from Upland. So I've lived in this area my whole life. But yeah, Ontario is in this is SoCal on the ten where the ten and the fifteen meets. And um, yeah, now we have such wonderful stores here that are serving this area. And it's huge. I mean, there are so many populations here. We have Ontario here, Rancho Cucamonga, our neighbors, Corona, Eastvale. Eastvale. The Ontario Airport has um, has really grown in international travel, so another big um, landmark in that area. We also have the Ontario Mills, a big, again, a big uh, tourist um, attraction that people actually love to walk around. And uh, yeah, it's a great area, great community. Very familiar with it. My daughter went to the University of Redlands, just east of you, uh, out there oh, off cool. hi- Highway 10. So in uh, Highway 15, of course, way back when, when I used to drive from San Diego to Mammoth Mountain, uh, 15 didn't even exist. You go up 395 and head up kind of through that area and then into the mountains and then up to the high desert. But uh, that area is just, it's huge. I mean, it's such a vast area. But, you know, kudos to you. You don't become that kind of a dealer uh, without working really, really hard. When you think about the success that your dealers, all the dealerships have seen, what are some of the key elements? You touched on one of them, focusing on customer service. But what are some of the other key elements that you guys focus on to keep your, because there's a lot of competition. I mean, there's dealers all over the place. Uh, So to have those accolades, (laughs) oh my gosh, it's just incredible. So you're doing some things right. Maybe maybe you could touch on a few of what those right things are. Sure. So as my role as president of Ontario Auto Center, I see it um, very clearly with all the dealerships, but I really see it in how we establish that process as a managing director of Oromore Automotive Group which I am a, I am a managing director there. It's our family-owned and operated automotive group, and we have three Ontario auto stores, or three Ontario auto center stores that are in um, Ormore Automotive Group. And, you know, what I like to say is um, around the customer experience aspect of it is, actually, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to, circle back here. Mm-hmm. I've I've recently started interviewing um, people to join my team here at Ormore. Um, and I get questions on the job description a lot around how a marketing coordinator, coordinator's role relates to the task of like mystery shopping uh-huh. and reputation site management. And my response is everything. Um, <laughs> my role at president of Ontario Auto Center and managing director at Ormore allows me the opportunity to not only say we promise excellent customer experience, 
but also to make sure that we deliver on that promise consistently across all departments before, during, and after pandemics mm. um, and anything else that comes up. We want to make sure, and we do, we, we check in on our team members, how are they doing, all of the flows, and making sure that every customer experience, every customer receives that level of um, excellence that we just we require in our, in our yeah. group and within our auto center. When did you realize that doing what you're doing now as a career was the right path for you? So I grew up in auto. Um, obviously, my granddad uh, originally started Oromore Automotive Group back in 1970 um, with his first dealership, Pomona Valley Dotson. And at that point, it was the, the Dotson store. And since then, it's transitioned over to Empire Nissan, which here, is here now in Ontario Auto Center. So I grew up around cars. Um, and my mother and uncle work in Ormore. My my uncle's the CEO. My mom's the president, vice president. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's how I was raised. Family, um, yeah. Was, yep, family, family the whole way. Yeah. So I started filing here at uh, Empire Nissan when I was around 12 years old. Oh my and gosh. basically, I'm, <laughs> yep, it was the wow. filing job and my sister and I would be back there and helping the with any copies that needed to be made and mm-hmm. really ha- helping the business managers, office managers with anything they needed over the summers. I was really thrilled to be uh, promoted to receptionist when I turned 16. Wow. And was able to nice. start answering the phones yes, yeah. over at Romero Motors at the time. Now it's Ontario Hyundai. And I sat at the reception desk over the summers and then um, actually then got promoted over to cashier. Mm-hmm. And again, this is just during summers. We had to work. And that was our job yeah. as, as growing up in the auto industry is we always you need yeah. to keep yeah. working. And we always did. Um, and then I sold cars when I was 18 out at uh, Empire Nissan. There was no internet department there. So, and I don't know if you know Ontario, Mark, but it gets really, really hot. Uh, you <laughs> so no it kidding. was a very hot summer. So yeah. yeah. Out there on the asphalt trying to sell a car. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, then you've got it in your blood. I mean, talk about an education you imagine when you're a little kid, 12 to a young woman, 16, then 18, just observing and seeing how everything is done and what's working, what's not working. See how the customers interact with the salespeople, service people, and all that. All that was like getting a little mini MBAs as you were growing up. It's marvelous. Yeah, it definitely was. And um, I mean, my family has always had such a strong work ethic in general. Um, We were raised as kids like, okay, your education is your job. So Mm -hmm. they're important that we always got good grades and really did well. And then really gave back to our business, honestly. We've always loved here. All my cousins have worked here in some element. I have a brother who is going to be 17 August. He's been a lot valet since he was, I guess, summer since he was like 13, I think is when he started (laughs) as a lot valet at one point. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, we always have that that sense of work and work ethic. No Um, kidding. It's been great for us. Great parents you've had. Boy, great mentors for sure. And that's a Mm -hmm. a nice segue into this next question. You maybe have already answered this in a roundabout way, but I like to ask my guests about driving inspirations. Excuse the pun, but I put it in there on purpose. A a key mentor, somebody that helped you be successful in your life, someone that was very influential. Who would that be? Yeah, you know what? I would have to say um, my uncle, RJ, and my mom, Valerie, both of them in the business, obviously. But the reason they're 
my granddad passed away in 2000, um, and he was the the leader and owner of Ormore at that time. Um, and my my uncle and my um, mom really had to step up at that time, right? It was um, it was pretty. He was young, my granddad, when he passed away, and it was unexpected. But they stepped up, and not only did they stepped up, they really grew the organization from then. I mean, it, I think it was around eight dealerships we had at that point, and now we're at fifteen. Wow! So the oh, fact that they, yeah. They not only took over the reins, but then moved the ball forward and just kept going. And um, and I, I think with, with RJ as my mentor, I mean, his devotion to the team members and really helping um, where he can. And then also just really putting forth goals that you wouldn't think that you could accomplish yourself. And then you do. Mm-hmm. And that just feels Awesome. I get that as he does that for me and I can see him doing that with the general managers and it's he's an it's just an awesome thing to behold, honestly. And with my mom, it's culture. It's so much that um family oriented, family atmosphere, business and culture and I remember, um, you know, last year when COVID hit, it was like a little scary, right? It was still uh, we're scared for our team members. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean we're scared for our team members. We're scared for their families. But you know what? All of the team members really just knew that they would be taken care of with us. Mm -hmm. They knew it because we've been family. And that's even more obvious when you you hear about some of the team members who've been with us for 40 plus years. Literally, our um, service director at Jeep Chrysler Dodge of Ontario, Kirk, he'll be with us 42 years next month. He started as a lot valet and now he's the service director there. Yeah. Uh, You know, leadership. Uh, leadership to the max here. And I've had many, many people on the show who have had dealerships in their past and some of them very successful with growing multi-mark dealerships and others that didn't have success because they didn't know how to translate the success from one brand, let's say in the case of one guest, Porsche, into a, a brand like uh, back then, Datsun. Uh, they were so different. Mm-hmm. The customers were so different and it didn't work and they tried to imply what worked for a Porsche and an Audi. It was Porsche Audi back then, Porsche Audi into a Datsun buyer and they didn't sink and it didn't work. So you guys must have some really, really cool things in place where you figured this thing out to have that many <laughs> dealerships. I think it's absolutely very cool. Now, if, since you've brought up and you came up from being very young and you've seen it around you, is there some advice you might offer to other young people who are looking at getting into a career like the one you've had? Yeah, I would say automotive is just, there's so much opportunity here. There are so many elements to one dealership. And I mean, we have 15 now. We have 19 in the auto center, right? Mm -hmm. But there are so many elements to a dealership. There are sales. There are service, technicians, BDC. That's a huge role that's playing, being, being part of, um, part of the environment at this point and handling customer experience. Mm -hmm. And you know, you just, you just communicated how it was difficult for some people to go from brand to brand and really make that transition. And for us, it hasn't been that hard because all of them were always selling to the customers. That's what it is. Mm. And that's what differentiates us. That that doesn't change. The customer doesn't change. Mm -hmm. And that's what's so beautiful about the Ontario Auto Center is because it's one location and so many brands. And you know what? I've driven so many different cars over the years, Mark, like just different types. When, and even when you ask me that question, like what would be your favorite kind of car, right? I don't have a favorite. I have different moods five years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, different moods, different styles. Yeah. And my sister, yeah. same thing. My, my brother, all of them. Everyone has different times of their lives. They want to drive different vehicles. And that's why I love Ontario Auto Center is because there's so many options here. Yeah. Um, but definitely. yeah, to go back to your question on on the yeah, on the young people. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I want to touch on that just briefly. You said something very good. 
there are a lot of opportunities in your area of expertise in your world from uh, the business side to the tech side. And my favorite, or my charity of choice is TechForce, which is an organization that helps young people get into the automotive tech world, whether it be repairs, mechanical services, all sorts of things. There's so many different ways to go with this if you love to be around cars and you guys employ all these different kinds of people. Yes, definitely. And it shows the diversity of our community is definitely reflected in the diversity of our teammates. All different kinds of people, all different wakes of life, education, socioeconomic colors. I mean, me myself, I'm a Latino woman. I'm young, and I'm in this industry, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's interesting. It's a different it's a different perspective. My background in general with automotive, obviously, I grew up in it with my family. But I spent a time in entertainment, working with different brands and trying to tell those stories. So the marketing aspect for me became really interesting. And and then how that related back to process and then technology in the dealerships. I mean, you talk about technicians. The technicians have to use a lot of different products that are really out there in the industry. And there are so many of them. It's flooded. But how they're, how they're best used, the process that adapts to the product or the product adapting to the process. I go over so many reports that I'm just like <laughs> all over the place on okay, are we, is this being used correctly? Should we be using it better? I understand as a young person that technology is a huge plus to that customer experience, right? right. And I really want to see our industry going there. But it's been tough because all of the different products are just flooding the market. And it's really hard to get that good customer service support back from the product technology. But that's where I kind of help and live in because I will push my way through it to really make sure that the team members understand the product they have, they're using it. Even the simple tools like the multi-point inspection tools on the iPads, how those work, the progress updates, all of those pieces, they're just, it's a huge part of, um, of doing the job these days and then making the technology work for them. It's really changed. It's changed dramatically. <laughs> now, I've got to ask you this because right now we're going through a very bizarre, well, we just went through a whole year plus of bizarro world, right? With COVID mm-hmm. and how you deal with that. But the thing that I'm seeing now, and I'm, I'm hearing this from lots of my friends, is there's a couple of things. How getting a car has become more difficult, meaning where are they all? It's like there's not <laughs> enough cars. And then you go, well, maybe I'll go buy a used car. Well, there's not enough of those either. So so from insider viewpoint, I loved because everyone has all these theories. I have my own theories of what's going on. Supply chain, supply and demand, all these things that are happening. What's going on, Jillian? <laughs> yep. Well, um, that is definitely something that's going on. Um, it has been inventory. It's been tough for all the dealerships. But again, that's the benefit of being within Ontario Auto Center is there are 19 dealerships here. Mm. So we still have collectively thousands of cars to choose from. So you're not going to just one place. You have options here. There are still cars here. But yeah, in terms of the inventory shortage, I mean, that's just, it was a tough, tough thing to swallow this year. We're working through it. We have great manufacturer partners who are helping us get those cars delivered we have tons of campaigns right now on we want to buy your car back. Um, it is an awesome time to, to sell your car to a dealership. I'm certain that they'll give you the best price out there. So mm-hmm. I, I would recommend looking at that. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, it's an interesting time right now for sure. Yeah, we we tend to, in our family, I tend to buy the best car I can, the car I really love, and I keep it a long time. Uh, my <laughs> my daily driver is an 05 uh, M3 BMW. My wife is an 04 X5 BMW. And we took her car in just last week because uh, there was a problem with a seat. And the problem with repairing it is the parts for it. 
They can't get yep. the parts for it. They say it's going to be four to five weeks. They've got to come from Germany, uh, even though that car is, was made in the U.S. So that's another aspect. But So it's supply chain, I guess, is what you're saying. And yep. also when people can't buy the new cars they want, they go to buy a used car that combines with all the other people buying the used cars. And now you've got too many people chasing too many things. So supply and demand. Yep. Yep. Basically, supply and demand definitely reviews that. But you know what? That's another opportunity for us to really practice our customer experience and really over communicate to the customer what's going on. Right. Because like what you just said, you, you drove into the, the service drive and they said, you know, they don't have the part available, which is frustrating. Mm-hmm. But if we can really communicate what's going on, under, get the customer, have the customer understand where it's coming from, then that's a customer safe, that's a customer experience that's well, has been well handled. Yeah, it's tell them why. It's like when your plane is stuck on the tarmac and it won't take off and they won't tell you what's going on. Uh, <laughs> exactly. you know, and you start to worry, like, what's really going on here? Is the plane okay? Just tell us, just tell us what's going on. There's 15 planes in front of us. We got to wait. Sorry. Yeah. Information. Exactly. Yep. And that's what we're trying to communicate. And from all levels, from our marketing, from our BDC, people picking up the phone, as long as you communicate what's going on, even with frustrations and service drives, right? You always get that Yelp review where it says, oh, I have spent so long like in service. If we're communicating to them saying, make an appointment, we will honor the appointment, the appointment will have that, then or we'll have first priority, then it's all a communication piece. Yep, that's the key to life for, for sure. Let's take a short break. Uh, have a, another word with a sponsor here. We come back, I'm going to talk to you about a big challenge you face in your life. So keep the seatbelts on. We're going to be right back. I'm honored to say that my charity of choice here at Cars yeah! is Tech Force Foundation. They help young people find an education and career that aligns with their passions. For those who love cars, problem solving, and working with their hands, a career as a professional automotive technician is the perfect fit for a fulfilling life. We're all wired differently, and not every successful career demands a four-year university. Technical education and the skilled trades matter, and we need qualified skilled technicians to keep our vehicles rolling. Learn more about how you can support tomorrow's driving force and workforce of technicians at techforce.org, like I do here at Cars Yeah. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And when you're getting your subscription to Linkage, be sure to use the code CARSYEAH and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! What a deal. Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. So Jillian, I always like to ask my guests to share a big obstacle, a big challenge, maybe even a big whopping failure. And the reason I want you to share this is not so much to relive that situation, but to tell us what was the learning lesson that helped you gain even more momentum in a positive way when you came out of that situation. So take us on a little bumpy ride, would you? Sure. 
Yeah, so I would have to say the biggest challenge that I face specifically in my career has been really accepting that I can be an asset here with an automotive. Um, as I communicated earlier, this is a family-owned business and operated, and I want to definitely make my family proud. But I wasn't necessarily always engaged in automotive in terms of what I wanted to do as a career. Um, and understand, or, and after you know, venturing out of automotive for a few years and then coming back and finding a place where I could excel here was challenging. But then I found a place that I knew I could excel, and that was in the digital aspect of this world. And it was hard to get there. It was, I, was, I was pushing the sales aspect, service, where do I want to go? But I am really much a critical thinker and critical analysis person. And I love the idea or love the aspect of what my job entails in terms of seeing products and how um, you can use them to help experience or help support the customer experience. It's been, it's been fun to, to learn that and to really, to really uh, be an asset to all the stores for that because it isn't something that all the stores and general managers and honestly, the executive teams know about because it's a harder element to get your arms around because it's ever evolving. Digital world, product world. It changes. It's it's complicated. It's definitely a, a, a harder thing to get your arms around in, in any case. Yeah. And then um, in conjunction with that, um, I don't know how familiar you are, Mark, with the California Consumer Privacy Act. Oh, <laughs> California. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So with us, we'd have a lot of pushback on um, on how do we do everything legally compliant with advertising with with everything and really communicating with our vendor partners on what we're able to do and reading through all of those crazy terms of use and, you know, service and conditions. There, there's just so much that I've learned. I feel like I kind of got a second law degree in the last couple of years. <laughs> no kidding. Or a first law degree, excuse me, a first law degree in, in learning all this stuff because it's just been uh, been crazy trying to understand, okay, here's the product that's going to help you sell cars and here's the product that's going to be that support but here's how it relates to technology and, and, and consumer privacy and all of that other piece. So it's, it's been challenging. Oh, yeah. but, um, but my thing is dig in. Dig in. Learn it. Because no one else is learning it. This environment is so fast-paced that it's hard for people to stop and slow down and really read it. But I find it really important for me to be that person to, to learn it and, and read it and understand it so that I can help communicate what what happens or how to, to go forward on those pieces. So the golden nuggets you dropped for us here, Jillian, get out of your comfort zone. Uh, sometimes it feels <laughs> like drinking from a fire hose, but you got to get out there and learn things you don't know and embrace them and carry them forward because somebody's got to do it. And if you're the one that raises your hand and does it, you will succeed. So, and you help your teammates and your customers along the way, which is even better. So yeah, government bureaucracy. Oh my gosh, we could talk <laughs> for hours about that one, but we won't go there because it'll just make me too mad. Let's talk about bucket list items. You are a high achiever, but you're a young woman and you got a lot of fun life ahead of you. Is there something you're looking ahead towards, a, a big bucket list item you'd like to accomplish, either in your life or your, or your business? Yeah, you know, personally, I, I think I've communicated it earlier, but I have a big interest in product technology and how it really supports our business in delivering an excellent customer experience. Uh, and then I said I also see a disconnect between the products being made for dealers and the support and training offered to adapt the products into the established processes at the stores. And I would, I would really like to help bridge that gap. Um, I really feel like dealers deserve better <laughs> on some of this stuff. And, yeah, yeah. and I, 
and yeah, that's that's where I, w- I would want to help. I really want to be that asset that can really help dealers get to the next level. You know, when we started marketing on digital years ago, it was such a frustration trying to understand it. And now we have all of these products like digital retailing, selling a car online, mm-hmm. like all of these different elements, even with the service, the multi-point inspection, using the videos, using the walk around. Yeah. And if the technology doesn't work with the process, it's not going to be used. And we want to use it. We know our customers, sir, our customers want it. And that's what I would want to do. I would really want to help push the product technology to better levels. I've seen other industries really do an excellent job in doing that. And I don't think it's yet here in the car industry. Yeah, it's slowly getting there, though. I know the, the dealership where I bought, I think we bought 11 cars from them now or something like that over the last many, many years, decades, and just had my wife's car service, as I mentioned, and the way they're doing things now where I get a video back of a walk around of the car, the tech is talking to you about what he's seeing, what, what he thinks you should do, maybe what you shouldn't do, or everything's okay, you feel comfortable. And I kind of take mm-hmm. you into that environment that you're usually not allowed to go in that room. And it's like, well, I want to go in there. My car's in there. Nope, sorry. Yeah. Can't go in there. Stay in the room here, you know. So I think it's fantastic and it's just getting better and better. Now, I know I talked to you, I asked you this question, and you were very diplomatic before we started the show. What's your favorite, Mark? I get it. I get why you got to say that. So let me put it this way. Tell us a story about a special vehicle that you've had in your life. doesn't mean it's the most important or the best or your favorite, but a vehicle that had some importance in your life, and maybe share a story about that that ride. Um. Yeah, I would say the vehicle that's been important in my life. I mean, each one is a different story, though, during the time that I spent in it. And I've seen such value in each one. Um, so it is, it is hard to, to, to land on one. <laughs> I think so for my first vehicle, it did mean a lot to me because I was I did pay for my first vehicle. And that was a big thing you. that, um, yeah, that our, our family really pushes. Um, everyone assumes because you, you know, your family works in the, or yeah, owns the car dealership. You just get free cars all the time. That you're going to get a free car. But no, I, I bought my Toyota 4Runner and I loved it. I've always been kind of more of an SUV girl. I've driven sedans um, here and there when mm-hmm. I when I have that mood. But now I would create a forerunner. And ultimately, it, it would, it's what moves you. It gets you from A to, you know, A to B. Yeah. And Ultimately, I loved being able to move. I loved the ability to kind of get around and and feel comfortable, safe. Um, yeah. And then that from that, I mean, from that perspective, with Toyota, it was a great introduction into service because they do have the Toyota Care. So learning about servicing your vehicle, the importance of all of that, that was an important step of it. So yeah. Very cool. Now I'm going to be a bit of a psychologist for you today, Jillian. I'm going to get in your head <laughs> here, okay? If you were manifest as a vehicle, that is you came back tomorrow as a vehicle, this isn't what you want to be. This is your go get personality. You're just a sparkling individual, a go-getter, high achiever. What type of vehicle would you be? But more importantly, why? Hmm. No one's ever asked you that. No, no one's ever asked me that. Um, so the car would be red. Red, definitely okay. <laughs> would be a red car. I've never driven a red car, owned a red car, really? but oh my um, gosh, nope. I I learned early on that red draws the attention of <laughs> people who are looking for those speedsters, and yeah. unfortunately, I am a speedster, so my my car vehicles are usually white, <laughs> nice oh, and yeah, nice blend and, in with the rest of the crowd. 
Yeah, rather blended, okay. but definitely so, a red, so red vehicle for okay. sure. All right. Now, <laughs> is it a is it a truck? Is it a sports car? Is it a Yeah, and that would depend. You know what? I am a family person. I have okay. a lot of cousins. I have a lot of um, siblings, and I, I I tend to go for the SUVs because I want as I want to fit in as fit in as many people as possible. Um, I have really fond memories. Yeah, really fond memories of driving my cousin. I'm the oldest grandchild and the oldest cousin. So um, I really have a lot of fond memories driving around with my family and some of the SUVs. But uh, but yeah, definitely SUV, red, and then we would go on different adventures. Would it be a domestic or would it be <laughs> something from outside of the <laughs> United States? Oh man, I'm not gonna, gonna I'm not gonna specific. make you say a mark because I'm not gonna get you in trouble. But I, I you know, you know, uh, Latina, you know, it's uh, kind of worldly <laughs> there, spirited, you know. So yeah, yeah, worldly, spirited, family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know what? It would, it would, it would definitely, it would. <sighs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm forcing my hand on you here a little bit, but you know, I know. But it's just it's just for this silly question. So and it's just yeah. for today. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, it would probably be I mean, it would be fun. My sister drives a Jeep Rubicon and that's a fun car to drive. Yeah, and it's for yeah. me yeah. For me it's it's literally the experience that you're having with the vehicle and the people that you like, um, and the people that you love. So Jeep Rubicon, Toyota 4Runner, you know, the fun SUVs. Um, I mean, currently I'm driving the the GLC Mercedes, and it's been comfort for that. It was because oh, I was sure. driving all the different stores, and yeah. I just need comfort getting from A to B. Um, and I love it. it. It's very comfortable. Now, you told me you guys have a new dealership down in El Cajon, East County, San Diego, uh, Mercedes dealership. Mm-hmm. So bravo, you're branching out. Yep. So we do. We have um, we have luxury Mercedes Benz, El Cajon, we have BMW Riverside. But yeah, no, it's been it's been awesome. And here at the Auto Center, we definitely have those luxury options um, here with BMW of Ontario. And then uh, and then yeah, we we have all of those options. It's been it's been fun. Well, maybe we'll just say you're a different vehicle every single day. How does that sound? <laughs> more like me i'm okay. very much a chameleon okay. I, I i love all of our stores all of our brands each personality is different at the end of the day they're people driving it and that's who i relate to are the people the people driving and the stories that they're they're making with their vehicles i that's like that it. a chameleon every day it's a different vehicle okay there we go we got through that one <laughs> now I, m- I mentioned in your intro you like to give back it's very obvious to me as a leader you like to give back and that's what uh, the success of true leaders are so you're part of the diversity advisory council and 5050 women and also uh, a trustee to the greater los angeles zoo so talk a little bit about those three organizations and why you're a part of those yeah, you know what? It's been very important to me to really carry as you climb for 50-50 women on boards. You know, as you words. keep going up, yeah, as you go up in your career, you just want to make sure you're bringing other people with you. And that that's what really that helps with is that voice and communicating, you know, where else we can do better. Um, and I, I, I do that specifically within our organization with um, a couple of women that I mentor and, and how uh, they can look beyond the support roles that they're kind of feel comfortable in and really challenge them to go outside of that. I challenge them to really lean into their, to their knowledge and their observations. And, uh, that, you know, 
they have a unique perspective that most of the general managers, the normal car guys, really don't have. And that perspective is actually a really important thing to success for our, the business success that we've had. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really giving voice to those people that don't necessarily see themselves in the leadership roles, in leadership roles in general. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I mean, in addition to um, serving on the, the zoo board, which I absolutely have been, have, have loved um, serving there. I'm learning from lots of great people, um, leaders in the Los Angeles area, but also a lot of the, the stuff or a lot of the community outreach that we do here in Ontario with our Ontario state of the city. Um, we do, we participate in a reindeer run every year. And then also, um, we do a, you know, this is, you know, I'm going to just say this because it's one of my favorite events. We do a choral competition event here in Ontario. What's that? So what we have is local high school chorals come in on during the holiday season. Oh, singers. And sing. Singer, okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. They come in, the high school students, they come in and they sing at the different dealerships. Oh, how nice. Exactly. And they do it for a whole night. And at the end of the night, um, we end up at one store, Ontario Hyundai. And I'm actually a judge of this choral competition. Um, there's other judges with the actual experience, more experience <laughs> in singing and whatnot. But we judge and we have the whole, the, the showroom is filled with people. We move out all the cars, all the desks, it's filled with all the people because obviously the community really supports the high school students and everyone gets a prize. Everyone gets a monetary prize. That's one of my favorite things that we do here and it, that really shows the community in a beautiful light and then just how how much it means to us and how how ingrained we are in the community, especially with our team. Our team members live in the community. Like, that's just, that's who they are. That's where we are. So if we, we can lift up our community, right? If we're right. putting good back in our community, we're also putting good back into us because it's, it's all it's all one one related thing. Absolutely. Delightful. How about a book? Is there a book you've read maybe in the last year that really stands out that you think uh, our listeners would benefit from? Yeah, you know what? Um, back on the, the digital kind of standpoint, yep. I, I love the book Driving Digital Strategy, mm-hmm. and it's a guide to reimagining your business. It gives some examples of traditional uh, businesses that really took the turn and, again, reimagined themselves into something digital. I love that because I do believe the world is evolving. I know the car industry is, is understanding that. We have digital retailing happening, learning how to sell a car online, what that looks like. Um, and I, I, I really think that's a great one that everyone should yeah, just try to, to grab onto. It's, it's, a, it's a fun read, and it's a fun read. It's interesting. Absolutely. Great book by Sunil Gupta, uh, who wrote Correct. that book. So fantastic. You know, there's another one I'll throw in here that you probably are familiar with, Carl Sewell's Customers for Life. Yep. Yeah, that, that one, and I wasn't in the car business per se selling cars, but he w- was very successful. I believe Texas is where his dealerships were. Uh, on and there's lots of dealerships I've been to that are practicing to this day some of the things uh, down to the chocolate treats when you pay your bill for working on your car <laughs> to make, you make that experience taste a little bit better let's just put it that way so there you go there's so many there's so many ways to delight customers and yeah he he definitely landed on some def, some good ones on that book we even recently did a mother's day one where we put mother's day flowers just separately all all separately um, wrapped, but just, mm-hmm. just a bunch of roses out in the showroom and said, grab one, take one home for your mom for nice. this Mother's Day. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. We'll take one more short break. We come back. We're going to go on the ultimate drive with you, Jillian, so sit tight. What began as a charitable car show has grown into the world's greatest collector car auctions, raising over $133 million for charitable organizations to date. 
For nearly 50 years, automotive enthusiasts from all over the world have enjoyed the Barrett-Jackson Collector Car Auctions, and I'm a huge fan. Regarded as the barometer of the collector car industry, their auctions are world-class lifestyle events where thousands of the world's most sought-after unique and valuable automobiles cross the block in front of a global audience, in person, on TV, or streamed online. Barrett-Jackson produces the world's greatest collector car auctions in Scottsdale, Arizona, Palm Beach, Florida, Las Vegas, Nevada, and new for 2021, Houston, Texas. The excitement of Barrett-Jackson auctions is contagious, and a unique experience is not to be missed. And coming soon, something new for you Cars Yeah listeners. I'll be teaming up with Craig Jackson on the first ever Barrett-Jackson podcast, coming to your mobile devices every week. Listen here on Cars Yeah and check out the Barrett-Jackson website for unique details on this new exciting podcast that I'm very proud to be a part of. And be sure to visit BarrettJackson.com today. Barrett-Jackson, the world's greatest collector car auctions. So we're going on the ultimate drive today. You get to choose the vehicle. You get to choose who you're with. This could be somebody living or deceased. And you get to decide who's at the wheel and maybe what you're going to be talking about. So what's your idea of, at least for today, an ultimate drive? (laughs) So um, who I would be with would be my granddad, Richard Romero, who I I mentioned earlier. He passed in the year 2000. Um, I was 11 at that time, so I was young, but I was also the oldest grandchild, so I have the the best memory of him. And we would be in the 1970 Datsun 240Z. <laughs> oh, cool. Also yeah. known, yeah, also known as the 1970 original Z car. Yeah. And um, and we actually have it sitting in our Empire Nissan showroom next to the 2020 50th anniversary Nissan Z. Oh, wow. Yeah, we actually found it. So actually, my cousin James went and searched for this specific vehicle as a 50th anniversary for Oromore as uh-huh. it neared that date. Um, as it was actually the first car that was delivered to the lot of our grandfather's first car dealership, Pomona Valley Dotson, in 1970. So this wow. was the first new car delivered. Yeah. That's and um, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and James found it on Bring a Trailer, and he went and won it on auction and wow. brought it home to us. And then, uh, yeah, if you go over to Empire Nissan, you'll see it. And our general manager there, John, he'll say, you know, we even put the original Pomona Valley Datsun Nissan license plate frame on it. <laughs> that's that's awesome. What color is it? It's it's like a yellowish uh, color. It's like yellow gold. It's it's a, it's one of the the throwback ones. Oh, um, sure. And I'll definitely I'll definitely have to send you the picture of it, um, so you can well, see it. But it yeah, looks awesome. You'll have to send a picture of you buy that vehicle. There's there's that picture I was looking for. So there you go. That would be great. You know that was probably the first. Well, I'm thinking back now. I was 1970. I would have been 12, and that's when I started a car detailing business. And there was a lady at the bottom of the street. Bev was her name. Her husband had died in the Vietnam War. He was a pilot. He'd been shot down. And she was alone and had that car. And she said, hey, I've got this new car. And she knew I liked to you know, clean cars. Would you like to wash? And she let me back it out of her driveway and drive it up our street to my house. I was 12. I was like, oh, this is a big deal. So I would say oh, that's, wow. the, that's the first sports car technically I ever drove. Yeah. But yeah, but that's I remember awesome. I remember that color. That That's a classic color for that yep. era as well. So what an amazing find. Man, lucky, lucky, lucky. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, my cousin James, he just had it in his head and we were celebrating 50 years um, for Ormore last year in 2020. And we wanted to do a big celebration, obviously, with the pandemic. We couldn't. 
Um, but we did get that delivered and it brings, uh, smiles to all of our team members' faces, yeah, uh, and it just, it, it gives us a reminder, like, what are we going to do the next 50 years, yeah, you know, the you first 50 from. years, what's yeah. next? Well, your grandfather's smiling from heaven uh, down on that vehicle, and all of you, no doubt, that would be one one very special ride for sure. You've given us a wonderful ride today, and I want to thank you, Jillian, for sharing your story with us. Before I let you go, could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance? Yeah, you know what? It would be back to what I said earlier. Um, make sure to carry as you climb mm-hmm. and then have courage and be kind. I love it. Excellent, excellent. What are the many ways that we can learn more about Ontario Auto Center? Yeah, so you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and we also have our site, OntarioAutoCenter.com. Um, but we have some awesome photos on our Instagram and Facebook, and there's some fun content, some video and seeing these vehicles in action around Ontario is just fun to to look at. So I definitely encourage you to go there. I'll make sure I put links to all of those on Jillian's show notes page on the Carja website. Just go to Carja, type in Jillian, her page will pop right up and you'll be able to see all these links and check it out. And if you're in the Inland Empire, as they say, in that area of the world, or if you're anywhere, they'll sell you a car. You can buy a car online these days. It's a whole different world. So check (laughs) them out, Ontario Auto Center. And a shout out to Lisa Delaney, who has brought Jillian to Carja. Lisa, thank you. She's brought some great guests on the show. She's doing a super job job for you guys. Jillian, hey, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and uh, maybe jumping off of your treadmill while we're talking here. So <laughs> we're not hearing that, but I'll let you get back on your treadmill uh, as if your life isn't already a treadmill. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.